instead of go pack go maybe it should be go go goody go it's his time to perform right yeah jason wildy joins us he's our green and gold insider three-time wisconsin sports writer of the year co-host of wildy and tausch on espn in milwaukee jason wildy welcome to the broadcast how are you feeling today uh, I feel fantastic. Awesome. In the words of Jim Nance, hello, friends. Hello, hello friends. friends. All right, so were you more surprised that Aaron on the radio segment on Tuesday admitted that he would restructure his deal, he will restructure, or were you more surprised that he admitted that he wants to win those MVPs despite what Gronk was busting his chops for? What do you think? Yeah, uh, I mean, first of all, I was surprised that Doreen drove a Porsche, but that's another question <laughs> for another day. I'm doing different um, stuff every day, Jason. Different stuff Leave every day. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, was very, I was very jealous. No, that's great. You're living your best life. I love it. Trying. Um, I, uh, look, as you guys know, when I try to say this, uh, I am biased. I did what Pat McAfee does now for four years with Aaron. Uh, slightly smaller audience, but still it got... I mean, it went national every week with something that he said. Uh, but it, it's just, like, first of all, like, no one is, no one has reported that he's being traded for sure. Like, and, and frankly, the idea that we're, like, all making this up and it's all just because we're all bored because there's nothing else to write and talk about is just, in, for me, because this is my job and I take it seriously, just flat-out insulting. Like, dude, if if it's such a made-up story that you might be traded, then why the hell are you talking about the possibility of being traded so much? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, last week, acknowledging the idea of not playing in Green Bay, literally, literally, what, eight months after he stood at his locker and was asked if he thought he would finish his career with the Packers now that he signed this extension, and his answer was yes, definitely? Right. And I'm mm-hmm. not supposed to think, hmm, there might be something up here. Um, yes, Gronk and others who took him to task for only wanting to win MVPs clearly didn't watch the entirety of the interview. Not that I blame them, because there are times when that it is hard to watch that interview. <laughs> but, no, he talked about how he doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. He talked about how he doesn't. He, the only reason you come back is to chase a championship. So, to spend that much time saying that you're a villain, you've been painted the villain, and you don't, you don't feel like a victim, and no one's saying I'm a victim. Okay, well, why do you keep saying the word victim then? Uh, I just I don't understand it. The surprises for me are a couple things. One, um, that he talked as much as he did about the idea of being in another uniform. Um, I firmly believe that he had his post season meetings with Goody and LaFleur, and he did not hear what he wanted to hear. That was why last week he came out and said all these guys that he wants back. That's why this week he's talking about, again, what the team would have to look like if he was going to come back. I mean, this idea that he hasn't decided to play next year, I mean, he even admitted if they had said we we could only give you two weeks to make a decision, that he would have made the decision. It would have been harder, but he would have made the decision, right? right? I don't believe that he's not playing next season. I don't know anybody who thinks he's actually going to retire. And so now it's become this dance of, well, let's see what the Packers do before I decide if I want to play for them or I want to play for us. I feel like I've seen this movie before. <laughs> Just a few so, times. Yeah. 
the, the bottom line is this. I, I, am, I am thoroughly convinced he's going to play. Uh, if, and, and he said this in the interview last week, that he does not have a no-trade clause in his contract, but that in that imaginary world, as he called it, I don't think that they would trade me to a team I didn't want to play for. Well, of course they wouldn't, because that's why the retirement card has to remain in his mm-hmm. hand. That's why that club has to remain in his golf bag. Because if they tried to trade him to, say, the Houston Texans, he would say, Nah, I think I'd rather retire. So he holds that card on who he could choose to be traded to. And whether that's the Jets, whether that's the Titans, whether that's the Raiders or someone else, he has got all that leverage. Okay, but then how, you know, he's waiting to see what the Packers are going to do, but how can they do anything not knowing whether he's coming back or not? Uh, Doreen, you're exactly right, right? I mean, that's the lack of logic in this whole thing. They basically have to tell him, okay, well, if you come back, and he did, and as Dave just pointed out, he did say that they, he would have to rework his contract to give him mm-hmm. more flexibility. Uh, I'm not sure exactly what that would look like. I can't imagine that for the first time in his career, he would actually take less. Um, I personally would call him on that if I was Goody and say, look, you want all these guys back? Sure. I also want to add to this roster in places where we need playmakers. So how do you feel about taking a pay cut? I, I would, again, I don't advocate for people taking pay cuts. Uh, I took one for a period during COVID, so we didn't have to lay people off. There were a bunch of us that did it. Uh, it was not enjoyable. It made it a little bit harder to make ends meet. But in his case, he just got done saying after the, the loss to the Lions that the money is not what would decide whether he'd come back or not. He's got generational wealth. It's not about the money. Well, show me it's not about the money. Right? right. Hey, you want Randall Cobb back on the roster? Sure. Uh, take $3 million less so we can pay him. And we got the cap room for him. You want Mercedes Lewis on the roster? Okay, take $2 million less so we can have cap room for him. I don't see that happening, but I would like to see how he would react to that. But you're right. It's the same thing with Devontae last year. They didn't move on Devontae and really picked him off because they told him, hey, we got to figure out what we're doing with Aaron first. And if I was Devontae, I would have said, and he did say, okay, fine. And then I don't want to play here anymore. So you're right. It is a catch-22 that he's put them in, and he's just exerting all of this influence that he's holding right now. And I don't know what the end game is going to look like. I always want to give him credit for being one of the smartest people in whatever room he's in. Uh, but I, I, there are some, in my opinion, some holes in the logic here. Regarding the off-season schedule, what exactly like would the front office people be doing now? Are they out scouting for the draft? Are they, are they pouring over the free agent lists? And what do they do? Yeah, I mean, they're doing all those things. They've got the Senior Bowl. Uh, and I know some of the Packers assistants are taking part in that. Um, but they're, they're getting ready. They're draft prep. I think everyone else is off. Uh, I know Rob Domofsky from ESPN had uh, the tidbit about how the coaches all started their off-season vacations. They don't have to be in the office again until uh, February 13th. Oh. So um, I don't think Joe Barry is going to get fired while laying on the beach in Aruba or whatever he's doing for his vacation. So they are pretty much committed to their staff, I think, mostly at this point. Um, but the scouting staff is definitely gearing up for the draft. And, and again, given their salary cap position, uh, given the possibility that they're going to deal Rodgers, 
before the draft and have the opportunity to have more draft picks like they did last year after trading Devontae. Uh, I would think they're casting a slightly wider net. You know, they, they didn't, for example, in 2005, they didn't do as much due diligence on Rodgers, thinking that he'd be long gone by the time the 24th pick came around, and then they kind of went into scramble mode the week of the draft when they started to get the feeling he might drop. Um, I would think that they're doing even more extensive looks at higher picks in case they do deal Rodgers to a team that has a higher pick than them. Is two number one picks good enough to get Aaron Rodgers for another team? I think so, Marcus. I mean, look, I, I, I didn't talk to a ton of people, but I did talk to a few people I know other reporters have as well. And, um, you know, I, I think Russell Wilson has hurt his market. Like, I think Russell Wilson being as bad as he has, was for Denver. Right. He's so, gave up to get him. You're saying he hurt, he hurt Aaron Rodgers' market, is what you're saying, right? Yes, that's yeah, what yeah. I mean. Okay. He, he, he hurt Rodgers' market. I, I just, I don't think a team is going to want to mortgage that much. But again, if you're the Packers, um, you do want to make, if you're going to trade him, and again, I do, I'm not saying that that's going to happen. I think it's more likely than ever before, but I still, I find myself wondering, when the rubber hits the road, is Rodgers really willing to do that and be the villain like Christian Bale in The Dark Knight? Uh, and is Goody ready to really sign the paperwork that trades Aaron Rodgers the way Ted Thompson signed the paperwork that traded Brett Favre? Uh, I'm not 100% convinced that either one of them, when it really comes to that decisive moment, they're willing to do that. But if they both are, and we get to that point, you certainly want to do it before the draft so you get more draft capital that you can use immediately because if you trade him, you would think it stands to reason that that team will be appreciably better with him on the roster, and that would mean that the draft pick would go further down the list. All right, Jason, thank you so much for the insight. Thanks for the time, and we'll know the Super Bowl matchup when we chat next time. We'll talk to you on Monday. All right, everybody, take care. Be good. You too, Jason Wilde. He's our Green and Gold Insider.